Brilliant. Thanks, Alan. Yes, the community center we completed on Tuesday. So it is now our building. And the 240,000 was raised in the month of December. So thank you, thank you, thank you. Just incredible and humbling to think we, we set out a vision and people have got behind it and have, and have backed it and supported it. That means so, so much. And uh, this talk this morning, I want to, to look at that. But before I start, Alan, bless you to go to Ukraine, mate. Just bless you. If any of you get any finance, he's taking funding out there, just see him afterwards and, and say, I, I want to help because we're helping those in desperate need. And uh, Alan, bless you as you go. We'll be praying for you, okay? So I've called my talk, Enter In or, or Back Off. Okay, and um, it follows on from Alan last week, actually, sharing about Moses looking over the promised land. And he's taken the people of Israel through the desert and it's only taken a few weeks, and they reach the promised land. And he looks over it. And up to this point, God had told him, go to the land I've promised you. I'm giving you this land. Go and possess it. Take the land. That was what Moses had been given, and he took the people of Israel out of Egypt to the promised land. God had said, go and take it. It's yours. I'm giving it to you. Then he gets to the edge. And then God suddenly says, um, send in 12 spies. We, we read that story this morning. Actually, it was, it's send in 12 leaders. Uh, and that's an important point to remember. It was leaders that were sent in to look at the promised land, to explore the land that God said he was giving them. And so they went in. I wonder, why did God change his mind? All the way through, he said to Moses, go to the land I've given you, take it, it's yours, get in there, it's yours, promised land, it's yours. Then all of a sudden he says, send in 12 spies and have a look at the land I'm giving you. And so he sends the 12 in. And of course, Joshua and Caleb came back with you know, the biggest grape they'd ever seen in their lives, the, the land flowing with milk and honey. They said, what a lad. Come on, guys, let's go for it. And they turn around, and the other ten aren't following them. The other ten are saying, um, uh, no, actually, um, we can't fight them. They're like giants. Who are we? We're like grasshoppers in their sight. And they think we're like grasshoppers. And Moses looked at his 12 leaders and thought, what's going to happen if I do go in now? Ten of these 12 leaders haven't got the stomach for a fight. <laughs> if they go in, they're going to run. They're going to flee. If that's what's in their heart, if that's how they see themselves, what chance have we got of possessing this land? And so they spend the next 39 years in the desert because of that. Isn't it amazing to think they could have gone straight in and taken the land that God had given them and not spent 39 years in a desert 
until basically that generation had died out and the next generation had come. And the only two people that entered into the promised land from that crowd were Joshua and Caleb. Your attitude will determine your effort. Your attitude will determine what land you possess. It's how you see yourself. It's how others see you. Moses knew they went up for the fight. He says, I can't take them in. We'll be defeated. I've got to go back out into the desert. Can you imagine Moses saying that? You can't succeed unless everybody is willing to go with you. Um, I've seen churches where you've got different leaders pulling in different directions and, and nothing happens because of it. Let me just say this. Unity is not everybody having the same opinion. If there's um, a wall to be painted and eight people say, we want a green wall, but one person says, I want a blue wall, then the next day, I want to see nine people painting a green wall. That's unity. says, well, I'm not sure about it, but I'm in with you. I'm going in with you. I'll, okay. Now, oh, I do it, but I'm with you. I'll support you. I'm 100%. With, I'm painting that wall with you. That's unity. Where we say to each other, well, it's not how I do it, but if, if that's how we're going to do it, let's do it. I'm with you. I'm, I'm support you. That's unity. And then there's a story in Two Kings about a time when the Israelites were being attacked by the Syrians. And Joash, the king of Israel, goes to Elisha. Peter, can you pass me my stick here a second? He goes to Elisha and says, um, the Syrians are attacking. What shall we do? And Elisha says, open the window, fire an arrow. And Joash does it. You'll see it in in two kings, and Elijah says to him, you'll defeat the Syrians as you fired that bow. Then he says, now, strike the arrows on the ground. So Joash takes the arrows and goes, and stops. And Elisha got angry and said, you should have beat the ground six times. But you stopped. And because of that, you'll only defeat the Syrians three times, but you won't overcome them. And there was something in Joash that says, oh, why do I have to do this? What's this beating the ground with arrows about? What is this, this prophetic? I was talking to somebody this morning how 20 years ago, a prophetic word came to Holy Trinity to expand. And 20 years later, what are we doing? We're expanding. We've got the community center to our left. We've got the Hope Into Action House to our right. And that is such an exciting vision as well. Um, get behind that. But when God speaks, he waits for response. He waits to see how we respond to his call. You see, God's not going to force himself on us. He says, I'm giving you the land, but you need to go and possess it. And when they did eventually, 40 years later, go into the land, 
there were battles. They had to fight the battle of Jericho, AI, and all the rest of it. It wasn't an easy journey. When you take possession of something, there's a battle to turn it into what you want it to become. And when we talked about the community center next door, and I came for an interview, the first question I asked when they said, have you any questions about the work here? I said, yeah, what about that community center next door? And, and Sean, the vicar at Holy Trinity said, yeah, actually, we've been talking about that for the last two years. We'd love to own it. And here we are, 18 months later, owning that piece of property. And those who don't know the story, a few weeks ago, there was a meeting in here of city leaders, and the, the guy was speaking, the speaker was speaking about having the keys, and God giving you keys for purpose. And he was saying, this morning, I believe God has given you keys for purpose, and he was asking people to stand up and to be prayed over for receiving keys for the work. And 10 minutes late in the coffee break, the guy who's in charge of the next door walked in and gave me the keys to the center, I put them in my hand. And I thought, wow, okay, Lord, you've given me these keys. I'm receiving them. And then I went in and looked at the community center. Oh, for goodness sake, what have we taken on? What a mess. What, uh, what on earth are we going to do here? I mean, come on. It's, it's an old burnt-out building almost. It's old. It, it's worn out. But you've given it to us, Lord. And so come on, let's clean it up. So we spent the morning clearing it up a few weeks ago. We're going to do the same this Saturday. We're going to clean it up because God's given it to us. When God gives you something, you grab hold of it and you say, I'm taking it. I'm taking what God has given me. Because it's for purpose. The building's not important. It's what God's going to do through the building. What's God going to do in this community to the people around us? What's God going to actually going to do in you as you get behind the vision? That's the most exciting part. We're talking about people's lives. We're talking about people who don't know Jesus. We are talking about people whose, whose lives are lost. And we're saying, we're going to do some work in there. Whatever God opens up for us to do, we'll get involved in it. We'll do it because God said, get on with it. And it's going to be hard. It's going to be tiring. There's going to be times when I'm going to think, oh, why did we do this? Surely there's, could we just bought a nice new building instead? But do you ever think, I don't know how many years ago when this was set up, how they put a community center right next to a church? And I don't know whether the council ever realized what they were doing but they were marrying the two together. They were saying a church, not next to the community, but in the community, being part of the community. And the first things we're gonna do, we're gonna knock this fence through so we become one, and it'll be just one building, one plot of land. Are you prepared to strike the ground until God says you've got it?
Joyce, do you want to come and share that word you've got? Later? Okay. It's easy enough to say, yeah, we've got it, fantastic. But it's the battles ahead that we need to say, we'll face those battles. What I love about St. Andrews, and I've, I've so enjoyed these last 15 months of being here, is, is the work into the community. It's the, it's the meeting of, of local people. And I've looked at the work we've done. And I've looked at the, the toddler group that runs. And it's easy enough doing toddler work if that's all we do. But actually, what's developed from that through Lizzie is a thing called Family Matters, Children Matter, where she's now meeting the parents and, and giving them parenting skills to help become better parents. The toddler work is a key to what we want to go on and do, is to develop parents and help them become better parents. It's, it's the purpose of, of the toddler group. I look at the skips that we did in, in November, how we filled three skips of rubbish in 45 minutes. Filling the skips is easy, but what we next need to do is show people how to recycle, how to, how to look after themselves, how to look after their property, how to, what stuff can be recycled. It's all about moving people on to the next step. I look at focus and, and the, the food that we give out every Wednesday, and that's brilliant, but it's the relationships with the people that develop that's important. It's not the food. It's the relationships and the sharing of lives that goes on. And in the last 15 months, I've come to know folks like Gary and love this guy because he, he's one of us. And it's why God calls us to do what he calls us to do. You know, the Christmas float this year, going around the community, we actually worked with the Vineyard Church, and I believe we will be partnering with other churches in the, in the coming months. Um, but you know, there were parents waiting for the float to arrive. In the cold, and in the, in the freezing weather, they were there waiting with their children for the float to arrive. As we got there, they came and they sang with us and, you know, we sang carols together, gave out chocolates. It's building relationships. It has been part of a bigger picture. I want to tell you the story, and I've told one two folks um, this story. A few weeks ago at Focus, um, one of our ladies who comes in, her, her two sons were painting a house nearby. They're in their 30s now. And um, they came in and met their mum, had a lovely reunion, like redemption with, with, with her. And they sat and had lunch in the focus, and I got talking to them. And they told us how 25, 30 years ago, their lives were so dysfunctional as a family. They would come here on a Wednesday to get a free meal. They'd get a hot meal on a Wednesday. Then Thursday, they'd go down the road to the next church and get a meal there. And they said it was those meals that kept them going. It was those meals which, which made them feel, come on, we, we can carry on with this. And 25 years later, they came back and said, we'd like to offer to paint the community center for you as our way of saying thank you. 
And that choked me up because that's the fruit of what we think is just serving a meal on a Wednesday. But it's the getting into people's lives and sharing your lives with them. That's what it's all about. You know, if you read the Bible, um, there's only about 90 days of Jesus' life that's recorded in those three years from 30 to 33 of his ministry. Only about 90 odd days were actually recorded of what he did. I often wonder what he did in the other, in the other days, the other 900 days, whatever it was. Um, we know that he spent time with his disciples. We know that they walked between places and that would take days. But I think he was just having a fellowship with them. I think they were just sharing together, talking to each other, encouraging each other. And yesterday, the worship team got together and they're talking about what is team and how does team work? And things which came through more than anything else was all about relationship. It's all about supporting one another and encouraging one another. And I wonder how encouraging you're going to be this year. I wonder how you're going to encourage each other to, to go on with God, to, to walk with him, to, to, to do exploits for him, to, to serve his kingdom. Moses realized he only had two people with him. Who says, come on, Moses, let's take it. It's ours. Look at the fruit. Look at what we could take over. And the other says, oh, we're like grasshoppers. We can't do this. It's too hard. Let's, let's go and spend 40 years in a desert instead. And let's die in the desert, actually. I want us to possess this land. I want us to do works for God that will change people's lives. I want us to do works which will bless people and make people think about Jesus and come into that relationship with him. So that as we sang this morning, when my time is finished, I'll be able to say, not I, but Christ in me. The hope of glory. And we're doing it because the mystery is Jesus in us. It's, it's walking with Jesus in you and making a difference in the community we serve. At quarter past 12 this morning, we're going to pray next door. So do hang around, grab some coffee, and, um, and come and, and pray and give God thanks. But let's look at the promised land as we do that, okay? Let me just pray.